Hey, Tiger. This podcast contains language and explicit themes. Okay, now begin. Babes, welcome to This Body, a podcast about being in a body. I'm Sophia, and this is From LA With Love, a podcast inside a podcast where I attempt to make sense of my adopted city, Los Angeles, city of angels, broken dreams, desert and sea, from the pages of John Didion's novels to the Kardashians' Calabasas. The world fantasizes about what Hollywood is all about. So today we're going to talk about Skid Row and the Great Wealth Divide. Guys, if you like this pod, please rate, review and subscribe. That would be so cool. The sun usually is shining and it does feel so good on a superficial level and that's good enough to sustain a person for a pretty long time initially. And of course, everyone who comes here, even those who succeed beyond their wildest dreams, have their hearts broken a thousand times. The city usually gives nothing and takes a lot and if it does give, it takes more. But you can't tell a child about a broken heart. Everybody has to learn by doing. And that's why I don't have children. I really couldn't bear it. LA's expensive. Like, scary expensive. I feel like it's impossible to walk out the front door without spending at least $50. Rent is frightening. Wages are a mess. And one thing I learned when I moved here from New Zealand is that without a safety net, Almost everyone I meet, people who dress nicely and have cars and jobs, are never that many paychecks away from being destitute if they lose their jobs. They have social security over here, but it's not comparable to a socialized place like New Zealand where healthcare is built into our national values. I know that since I left New Zealand, a homeless crisis has arisen there in the past decade especially. Um... But it's not comparable to America, which has always operated on a different set of values, namely user pays capitalism, which extends to healthcare. Some people can pay, some people can't. It is a dystopian horror. And it's also still a big argument constantly in the country why we should or shouldn't be responsible for our neighbor's health. Anyway. I won't get into that angle. It's election year and I'm trying to stay cool and detached like the big Lebowski. Does anybody remember last A cornerstone of my American life is, shamefully, Starbucks. And it's by their metrics that I take the temperature of my city. In 2002, Starbucks closed six of their LA locations citing crime, drugs and general chaos. West Hollywood, Venice, Hollywood, and two locations in downtown near Skid Row. If you've never heard of Skid Row, the place is 50 blocks 
uh, with a radius of 1.1 square kilometers or 0.4 of a mile in downtown Los Angeles that has the largest and most intense unhoused population in the country. It is wild. It is wild down there. It's also, in recent years, adjacent to other places downtown where really, really rich people buy penthouses for some mind-boggling reason. It's very unclear to me as to why living literally above the country's most unhealthy population is a desirable real estate move. People cite the arts, downtown, the walkability, the museums, the cafe culture, but you would have to be blind and deaf to block out the decades-long 25-8 human rights crisis that is Skid Row and downtown in general. Skid Row contains one of the largest stable populations, usually between 10 and 15,000 homeless people in the United States and has been known for its condensed homeless population since at least the 1930s. Skid Row was established by city officials in 76 as an unofficial containment zone where shelters and services for homeless people would be tolerated. In American Psychosis, How the Federal Government Destroyed the Mental Illness Treatment System by E. Fullatori, he talks about how JFK was traumatized when his father, Joseph, arranged for JFK's sister, Rosemary, to be lobotomized because she had mental health issues and he was afraid she'd get pregnant. The lobotomy was a disaster and left her severely disabled for life. So JFK was coming from a place of reactionary trauma, poor guy, when in 1963, President John F. Kennedy implemented sweeping new programs to replace what he described as the shabby treatment of many millions of the mentally disabled in custodial institutions, replacing custodial institutions with treatment in community health centers. This movement, later referred to as deinstitutionalization, continues to impact mental health care. By the time Ronald Reagan assumed the governorship in 1967, California had already deinstitutionalized more than half of its state hospital patients. The original Kennedy idea was to treat people suffering from mental illness with more respect, and then along came Ronald. <laughs> President Reagan never understood mental illness or much of anything really. He was an actor for 30 years and then he became the president. Like Richard Nixon, he was a product of the Southern California culture that associated psychiatry with communism, and his whole vibe was pretty anti, so California became the national leader in aggressively moving patients from state hospitals to nursing homes and board and care homes. Hospital wards closed as the patients left. By 1975, board and care homes had become big business in California. Many of these homes were owned by for-profit chains, just like the prison system, with close campaign ties to Governor Reagan. And that's where I think it all stems from. Corrupt politics, corrupt politicians, financial ties between Reagan, who was emptying state hospitals, and business guys who are profiting from the process. It's my opinion! The men in the government, they do not give a fuck. As mental hospitals closed, patient dumping became a countrywide problem. 
This practice got Kaiser Permanente in trouble in the mid-2000s, and it continues to go on all the time. In 2018, Silver Lake Medical Care was exposed for dumping hundreds of patients on the skids. Things like this, privatised health, privatised prisons, that's what makes hell on earth. Reagan was a failure in so many ways, not just pertaining to the mental health crisis he pretty much caused, but also his denial of the AIDS crisis that went down during his presidency. It took over 100,000 deaths for the man to even say the word HIV. To me, Reagan's legacy is being the president of denial. I'll also remember him as the husband of Nancy, the throat goat. She was famous for her campy Just Say No to Drugs campaign and for giving top-notch head in Hollywood. Right. Just blowjobs and that's it. Anyway, back to Skid Row. Over the years, various techniques have been tried out to move the homeless along. Weird anyone thought that would work. Move along to where? To what? They tried broken window policing a bunch of times. The idea is that people are likelier to vandalize a building with one broken window than a building with none, since broken windows send a message that nobody cares, encouraging vandals to act on their destructive impulses. So what that looks like in real life is giving people tickets for jaywalking and other tiny stupid infractions. Advocates for the unhoused oppose this kind of policing. The ACLU filed two lawsuits against broken window policing, charging the police with harassing the homeless. One might be forgiven for looking at Skid Row and Venice and Hollywood um, where people erect little tent cities and thinking that the issue is housing. It's so much more than that. It's an Escher level of complexity, a mathematical relationship between irregular shapes and figures and spaces, a lot going on. Historically, those with the power to make change have been less interested in social ecology than their personal political ambitions. In 2015, I got obsessed with Sam Quinones' book, Dreamland, The True Tale of America's Opioid Crisis. He was able to draw together research and stories with an Escher level of skill, bringing into frame the connections between economics, big pharma, and oxy, pill mills, the black tar heroin coming from Jalisco, to fulfill demand from addicts who couldn't afford their legal addictions, their prescribed addictions. Then along came fentanyl and all the drugs a couple of years later. And the same author put out The Least of Us, True Tales of America and Hope in the Time of Fentanyl and Meth. The way street drugs have evolved lately is fucking crazy. The book talks about trank, fentanyl and a kind of zombie meth speed that causes rapid onset psychosis. His investigation into the tent city of Skid Row goes into human trafficking stirred up some political controversy, but the author doesn't think of himself as a political guy, just a journalist. If you're interested in those books, the links are in the show notes. The population of Skid Row increased by about 18% during the pandemic. The story of Skid Row is one of total stagnation. The population hovers around the same. Nothing ever changes except the drugs, I suppose. Governors and presidents come and go, but the wealth gap just keeps getting bigger. I wish we'd elected Bernie Sanders just to see if someone can do something. I feel like the rejection of that politician, someone actually unimpeachable, that said it all. 
in the hearts and souls of Americans. I don't think anyone really believes in the American dream or any version of what it could be. They believe in fear and they're right to. America is one scary motherfucking place. (laughs) But it's a bummer what people will and won't save. I think a lot of people come to LA looking for something they saw in a dream. And I can definitely cop to that. I came here looking for something that I can only really capture in a song or a scent. I'm still looking for my own version of America. What captured the imagination? Dogtown and Z-Boys, Laurel Canyon in the 60s and 70s, Venice in the Dayglow 90s. <laughs> That's all been replaced by outdoor shopping centers like the Grove and the Americana, where Frank Sinatra blasts as the fountains dance and shoppers shop. Rick Caruso is the mastermind behind the Grove and the Americana. And in 2022, he ran for mayor of LA with the support of capitalist pop culture American cartoons Kim K, Snoop Dogg, Elon, and Gwyneth. Hey, ring the alarm. Caruso's lust for the outdoor mall format would have been extended to include the whole city, or at least that was his dream. But we got a Hail Mary in Karen Bass, a woman of colour, a social worker, and former physician's assistant, so we've staved off the devil for the time being. How to solve a problem like Skid Row, like Venice, like the streets of Hollywood? I have ideas, but if it were that easy... Someone with more intelligence and civic-mindedness would have worked it out by now. They say only love can break your heart, but LA can do it too. Let me tell you a story. story. Once upon a pandemic time, 2020, I was invited to spend our lockdown summer by the pool in lovely and local socially distanced surroundings out of the goodness of a neighbor's heart. For that kindness, I am forever grateful. A lot of people came through that summer. One of them was a millionaire bon vivant who drove an Aston Martin and was always telling people about it. He had recently sold his Malibu digs and moved to a loft in downtown LA. So that summer, COVID had the world shut down, but The rules didn't apply to the rich. The millionaire and two prominent California politicians got on a private jet without firm plans on where they were going to land. They got on their phones to diplomats and friends in high places in Europe, found a runway to land on, and then went to the super yacht with the Michelin chef and the jet skis, the big boys' toys, And they had their vacation in the south of France, pandemic, and everyone else on the planet be damned. These people do not give a fuck. Despite the illegal and unhinged jaunt around Europe, the rich guy got just as depressed as everybody else because, big surprise, we're all connected. 
And actually, sometimes money makes things worse because you're isolated from reality. Being wealthy allows for people to keep running. Being wealthy is about mobility, not contentment. And I guess that's what we non-millionaires can console ourselves with. (laughs) We have no power, we have no private jet, and the fate of the planet rests in the hands of absolutely diabolical fuckwits. But we're closer to the source of contentment than them. Michelin chefs are cool, but so is the taco stand on Figueroa. Met my boyfriend on taco Too much money corrupts and confuses every issue, have you noticed? I love money, but it's a tool, not a panacea. What did the old Christian God say? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. In that case, I guess heaven is going to be a lot like Skid Row. (laughs) Babes, thank you for listening to this body from LA with love. Next time you see an unhoused person asking for money, if you have it, just give it to them. Don't worry what they're spending it on. If it's heroin, it's because they need heroin. Mind your own business. Till next time. (laughs) 